네, 여러분, 안녕하세요. I'm Sharon. And I'm Eunice, and we're Ginger and Ginseng from Mighty Fortress Press. Join us each week as through our stories, we strive to energize, entertain, and encourage all the families out there. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Now let's get this show started. Ready? 시작! See, I thought you were going to say prepare your lecture notes or work. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm on, I'm watching some, I asked my husband who's, you know, he knows the latest, like best, like Korean videos or movies or, or dramas. And, and then we try to pick one and we try to watch one together or watch, or watch one myself. <laughs> so for me, it's either one, uh-huh. I creep downstairs and I have a beer with some anju. Okay. Or I watch a Korean drama or I watch a variety show, which I'm addicted to so many of them, which is why today we are going to talk about Korean guilty pleasures, our closet addictions that we're not the most proud of, but I'm sure a lot of our GG tribe members can relate. Right. (laughs) One of my major weaknesses is late night eating. And I forgot the name of that in Korean. Is it like Yashik? Yashik, yes, Yashik. And we do a lot of that at our house. I love eating at night and it's it's so bad for you, but it's usually triggered by when I watch a Korean drama or a show. Because if you noticed on a lot of these dramas or variety shows, they're always eating. And when they're I watch these at night- They're always eating something really good. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I feel like eating that, especially like ramyeon or something. And it's such a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, you end up like recreating that lamyeon scene that you see in the movie or the variety show that you're watching. Totally. So we've segmented today's episode into three categories for discussion. One is food, probably guilty food, two dramas and shows, and three K-pop. And I know Sounds people good. are like, how is K-pop a guilty pleasure? Well, we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> in my Ajima fantasies. <laughs> Sounds so, good. Oh my gosh. So Korean guilty pleasures. I'm so I'm so excited that we're doing this episode. Like I'm sure we're yeah, we're not proud of it, but we're just sharing because we just want to build community and just share some fun stories and hopefully other people will share their stories too. And no judgment because I'm about to share with you some of my deep dark secrets, Eunice. So no judging, especially on, on the food I'm about to share right now. Not at all. No judgment okay. coming from me. All right. So let's kick it off with food. So some guilty pleasure foods that I have are sundae. Okay, you know what uh-huh. sundae is, right? So yeah. I know some people might be cringing. My husband thinks it's so disgusting that I eat sundae. It's pretty much like intestines, like stuffed with like rice and some yeah. salty stuff. I don't know what's yeah. in there. Yeah, I love um, eating chun with makgeolli. I love mm-hmm. makgeolli. I think it's so refreshing and it's so good. And then I already shared this before, but I love lamyeon. I love any kind of lamyeon, like whether it's japagetti or the spicy puldak line. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just obsessed with ramen. I can't stop. 
you know, like in the earlier days, like it used to be like Japanese ramen used to be really hot. And now it's like all about Korean ramen. I see it in Costco too. Like all yeah. this Korean ramen coming in. I know it used to, they used to just have shin ramen, but now my husband bought a pack of chin ramen. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you can now get all these <laughs> Korean- ramen at Costco. Yeah, ramen options. And you know, I love um, beer and anju, but my favorite anju is chipo. Chipo, that's a good one. Do you like um, uh, toast it right on top of your stove or how do you toast the, the yeah. chipo? Um, when I had a gas stove, I would do it right on top of the stove, but now I have electric stove. So I just do it over a pan. But the funny uh -huh. thing is I'm cooking it late at night. So not that my kids are awake, but I'm sure if they woke up at 10 o'clock, they're like, what is this fishy smell going through our house? And of course, <laughs> for those of you that have drank at a Korean bar, you got to have the mayonnaise and sriracha to dip Ooh. your chipo uh, in. It tastes You so do good. it the right way. I do. You know, like we throw it back to like old K-Town days. Chipo and asking for chipo was always the thing I asked for free. Like, yogi service juseo, you know? And then I always <laughs> ask for chipo tankong. So maybe it goes back to those days. <laughs> that is awesome. What are some of your guilty food pleasures? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm same with you. I do a lot of yashik with my husband. Um, he comes home at night around 10 p.m. Um, because he works uh, more That's than 12 right. hour shifts. And so sometimes it's so busy at work that he comes home without having eaten dinner or if he's eaten dinner, he ate it at six. And so by the time he comes home, sometimes he comes home, I don't know, sometimes 11. And so at 11, he's really hungry. So mm -hmm. I'll eat a second dinner. He'll eat a second dinner. And that second dinner will be ramen, like uh. ramen or japagetti. Sometimes we'll make kimchi bokkeumbap and we'll eat it right out of the frying pan. We'll like crumple up some kim. We'll sprinkle it on there. We'll put lots uh -huh. of changiram on there. Changiram is... Um, what do you call it in Korean? I mean, in English, sesame, sesame oil. oil. Exactly. That changiram is like so key. Um, and, or we'll make tteokbokki as well. Like we'll get the packaged ones where it includes all the, the rice cakes and, and the udong and uh, even the spicy sauce. And I just stick it all in the fry pan and uh, they don't ever give enough um, odeng, I mean. And so I stick in extra odeng, right? Because my husband uh -huh. loves odeng and I end up eating like the rice cake part. So we end up, you know, we're, we're like yin and yang in that way. Like he eats the odeng and I eat the tteokbokki and, um, and we'll finish that and we'll, we'll pair that with a really nice bottle of Cheongha soju. Oh, that Delicious. sounds so good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know your husband that well, but I do know that he loves odeng because you always talk about odeng. Every time we talk about Korean food, I oh, really? <laughs> odeng. And I realized now it's either you or your husband, but someone really loves odeng because you always talk about it, girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that ended up being my husband. Yeah. Like seriously, do you, like when you eat tteokbokki, do you eat both? And does your husband eat both? Or does your husband like pick one, prefer one over the other? He doesn't really like odeng. I like it, but I'm not obsessed with it. So I'll have a few pieces. So at the end of like the, we're like fighting for the leftover thok pieces. The like thok the pieces. So I eat all the thok pieces and my husband is, and you use the word obsessed and he is obsessed. He, he'll devour odeng. So like at the end of our uh, meal, like everything's gone because he loves his odeng and I love my tteokbokki. My thok, I mean. Balance. The in the tteokbokki, yeah. You've been watching a lot of these Korean variety shows or eating shows. They always put cheese, like melted mozzarella cheese over the tteokbokki or over pokumbap. Have you tried that? Oh my goodness. You know, I didn't know that they, it was mozzarella cheese. I've seen, I feel like in Korea, I've seen, you know, the, the sliced cheddar cheese that comes in the plastic thingy. Yeah, like the I've singles. seen them put that. Yeah. The singles. I put that. Um, I've seen that, but I normally don't put cheese on there. 
I just keep it pure. I feel like in Korea right now, they're obsessed with mozzarella cheese. They put it on everything. Everything? Because it balances out that spiciness. It Uh is good. I do like putting mozzarella cheese sprinkles on top of my tteokbokki. Just yeah. makes it so much better. Yeah. And um, and can I ask you, like when you did like the whole, the you know, the whole Korean guilt thing, have you ever lived in Korea for, you know, a month or some sort of extended amount of time at I all? I didn't. I didn't. You have. I have. And I think Korea definitely has like the best yashi culture. Like they have oh. jajangmyeon and chicken delivery places. They have pojang matchas, right? Open till like 1 or 2 a.m. They have tteokbokki and odeng carts. Like, you know, the late night eating culture is just so developed and so advanced over there um and i'm surprised not more people are are obese or or fat or they gain weight maybe it's because they walk everywhere that's how they burn it off i don't know okay literally when you just mentioned all those dishes like i just like my salivary glands just like (laughs) i'm like salivating and i gulped because i'm like that sounds so good yes i did notice that like all the restaurants are open late night in yes and there's you can get anything delivered i was shocked at 11 p.m you can get spicy chicken delivered oh yeah yeah, you can get things delivered at the at, at the beach too. They'll find you at the beach, like when it's like crowded and packed in the dead of in, in the middle of summer, like at the peak of summer, like they'll find you. Those delivery people, That's they're amazing. like they could be investigative, you know, <laughs> like reporters, reporters. Are, yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. So just a really quick story. You know how we always talk about future dish to get Korean recipes. So uh-huh. I follow this couple as they sh- share how to make different Korean dishes. But um, Daniel from Future Dish posted a video about how to make different types of ramen, but he's getting creative with it. Like one was like a pokun ramen and he's making this out of instant ramen. He made a pokun dish or he made a fancier jajangmyeon out mm-hmm. of japagetti. But Ooh. the funny comment that he made, he literally said like, man, every time I post these videos about like ramen, I get a lot of hits and a lot of attention, right? So maybe I should start doing more recipes on ramen instead Just of ajuma recipe. <laughs> And so I wrote as a comment on his YouTube channel, no, I love the Ajima recipes. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. on this topic of guilty food, I have to just say since Halloween was last week, oh my gosh, Halloween candy right now is definitely a guilty pleasure. And it's so uh-huh. tempting because it's sitting right there. But I did want to share with you, Eunice, because you have kids. Um, I came up with this idea called the candy pass and I made this up randomly my kids keep asking multiple times a day can I have a piece of candy can I have a piece of candy because we have all this Halloween candy so Mm -hmm. I literally made a candy pass one for each kid so they have the idea of okay I get one treat from my Halloween basket a day and once you're past that's it because I was tired of hearing can I have candy as soon as they get home from school Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then can I have candy as soon as they're done for dinner? I'm like, stop asking. And it's only because they know we have a bucket of candy in the closet, right? Yeah. So candy pass. So far we're in like day four, day five. It's going pretty well. Really? They just get one candy a day? Like a a small tootsie roll or something like that? And how they choose to use that candy pass is up to them. So if they want to have mochi ice cream for dessert that day after dinner, then they have to use their candy pass for that. So what I'm trying to put in place is just one sweet treat a day. Fruit doesn't count in that category so they can have as many berries and stuff as they want or frozen berries but just treat because i'm trying to limit the sugar it's been a lot over the past few weeks that is so okay this is where our parenting style is so different yet again sharon because (laughs) they got like a bunch of candy like a bag a bag full of candy right um and you know i just they just they don't even ask me for permission i'd even think about it but they just started tearing it open and they just started candy after candy after candy after candy 
and um and they still have their candy bags i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on like i there's like no supervision over the candy. i just make sure that they brush their teeth and i make sure that they don't eat it um, enough so that they spoil their appetite for dinner yeah um and then i make sure they don't eat it for breakfast right so sometimes i catch them like trying to eat it for breakfast i'm like no you're not going to eat it before breakfast you're going to eat it after lunch but then i don't know how much they're eating like between um after lunch and before dinner yeah i'm oh just i'm just really strict about the candy thing it's more for, just because it's too much sugar for them and it's unhealthy it is so i just try to limit it dude i'm like an army general <laughs> No, you know what? I think I'm going to start instituting the uh, the the candy pass. I love that. I'm and they just, can decorate it. Out. They can make it pretty. and But they have ownership and control over it. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm going to yeah. do that starting today. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> I know. Keep me posted. So moving on to dramas or shows. So okay. I haven't been that hooked on anything lately, but on Netflix, I have started watching Record of Youth. Okay. Um, and then I do love Korean vi- variety shows. Like I watched Running Man. There's one called Funstorant, or it's, okay. it's more like Punstorant. <laughs> and then I watch Nolmyeon Bohe with Yoo Jae-suk. Okay, this is one that I'm hooked onto. He recently got together, listen to this, legend. Okay. He recently got um, Hyori, Om Jung-hwa, Oh, uh, from Mama Moo, and then Jesse. She's like a Korean American rapper in Korea. She got he got the four of them to create just like a girl group, temporary girl group. Just oh for my god! And they all the journey of like becoming a group to like coming up with their song, doing choreography, and then they debuted. So the last episode probably aired like this week or last week. But it really? was so fun to watch these legends collaborate with these kind of not newer, but younger K-pop stars. And then Yoo Jae-suk is supposed to be like their quote-unquote manager. Oh like my the, gosh. The manager. And he has this total um, fictitious character that he puts on named Jimmy Yu. It's so funny, <laughs> but it's just amazing to see like our K-pop stars from the 90s get together right. with the K-pop stars and put together a girl group. So it's been really fun. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I haven't heard about that, but now I'm definitely gonna have to look. Like, where do you watch that? YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. shoot. Like, I was just going to say for me, like my Korean guilty pleasure is watching. Well, one the recent one that I watched um, during COVID was um, Ihori's um, Hyori Minbak. Nebika. Uh-huh. Yeah, Hyori Minbak, because they have season one and season two on yeah. Netflix or something. And then I ended up, you know, just turning that on while I'm doing dishes. And it was so interesting to see like this, this queen, right? Like she's yep. like the Beyonce or Britney Spears of Korea. And to see her now, she was born in, I think, 79. So she's like in her, maybe, maybe in her early 40s. 40s. Yeah. Um, to see what life is after, you know, her quote unquote, like prime of being like this, you know, um, queen, this K-pop queen, K-pop queen, right? Cause she's not actively like K-pop queen anymore. So like she does yoga all day. She just plays with her cats and dogs. She doesn't have any kids. She's married. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to see her just cook, clean and eat with her husband. You know, it's yeah. just like, whoa, you know, like, oh, that's what they do. It's like, oh, they're just like the rest of us. I have to say, I've always loved Hyori, but after watching Hyori's Minbak, both season one and two, I have a lot of respect for her. Like you see the more kind of everyday human side of her, whereas before you just see her as E Hyori, right? Like the K-pop right. queen. But it's almost like she's really relatable and she that girl just keeps it real, right? Yeah, she does. And so now you have to see a different side of her with Dolmya Mohe because she puts on her diva look, but it's very much her stage look because at the end of the day, she's her real personality is still there, but I love how she can kind of flip on 
on the switch and become this like glammed out K-pop star. Yet the next day, she takes off all the makeup and she'll say on the show, she's like, like she has to go back home. And yeah. You just talk makes fun of her and says like, I can't believe like tomorrow you're going to be like in your garden, like picking Kong. Yet today you're like glammed out, you know, with dyed hair and everything. It's really fun to see the side of her. Like, I, I give her a lot of respect because she doesn't care what she looks like. Um, I mean, she doesn't have to have makeup on all the time. Like, she'll come out on the show with her hair messed up, with, totally. like, nukup on her face, like, no makeup at all. Like, and she's wearing, like, the ugliest clothes ever, but they look like the most comfy clothes. And it's just so interesting that she's confident enough to show that part of her, especially in, like, a in a culture that's um, obsessed with how you look on the outside. Yeah. And by the way, she's so pretty without makeup. Mm-hmm. Like just she naturally is. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so funny enough, last night, I'm not proud of this. I stayed up past midnight watching a new drama. It's not on Netflix, but I got hooked onto it again because I found it on YouTube. It's called Penthouse. It's put on by SBS. And okay. I started watching it because I really like Kim Soyoung. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She usually plays no. like the bad girl in all those early 2000 dramas, but she's a great okay. actress. Anyways, I started watching it. Did you watch Sky Castle? This is like a more twisted version of Sky Castle. Uh-uh, I have not watched Sky Castle. That's one that everyone was watching probably two years ago. It's about um, the obsession of like education and raising kids in Korea. Oh, I heard about that. It's about moms and they're being yeah. all competitive and sacrificing yeah. everything to make their kids go into these Ivy League schools in Korea, yeah. right? So Sky, oh. like S is like Seoul, Seoul National University. University. Yeah, right. Y and Yonsei, K is like what? Koryo. Korea, yeah. Korea so anyways, this new drama Pentas is very similar, but it's just more twisted. But I'm like, oh, I couldn't stop watching it. And I was like, how really? funny. We're recording about guilty pleasures. And I'm like <laughs> way past my bedtime watching this. But um, anyways, that's for dramas. What about K-pop? I think I'm more guilty in this area than you are. But are you, is this a guilty pleasure for you? Um, K-pop? I not too much. I mean, really, it's like listening, uh, listening to maybe 90s K-pop. You know, for me, I don't listen to a lot of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Like the mo- the latest K-pop that I've heard and kind of followed was Big Bang. And even yeah. that I was just like, you know, I only listen to you know, maybe uh, Taeyang's Nunko Ip. That's the only uh-huh. song I like sometimes like once in a while, I'm like, I really want to hear that song again. And I'll just play that and find it on YouTube and just and just watch it, especially the duet that he did with this like regular Korean commoner, common person. Yeah, everyday person. Yeah. Yeah. Everyday person. So K-pop is truly my guilty pleasure. And it's probably where I feel the most guilt. And why? <laughs> because I feel like I'm too old for K-pop. I'm like a legitimate <laughs> Ajima fan. I was cleaning out my closet yesterday. I was organizing some <clears throat> old jeans that I cannot fit into anymore post-COVID. And I found my little light glow stick from the Blackpink concert that I went to last year. Oh my, my gosh, my how awesome. Like, oh, that's so Chang P. But I've always been a K-pop fan from like the 90s until now. I probably took a break in like my mid-20s, but I do love Big Bang. I'm a huge okay. fan of theirs. I love Blackpink, Winner, which yes, all of these are YG, um, YG bands. But I'm okay. also a fan of like, Boa. You remember Boa from the 90s? I remember Boa, yeah. yeah. Hyolin from Sister. That They're uh-huh. a more newer group. And do you know who Jay Park is? He's like this hip-hop star, rapper. The Korean-American guy, right? He's all tatted up, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I swoon for him. Like, it's. <laughs> I think it's this inner 
weird sort of gangster side of me. Maybe I wish I'm all tatted up like a hip, like Beyonce hip hop star kind of like, but I love Jay Park. I think he's so talented. I think he's so like, he's just a sexy guy. I don't know what else to say, but again, he's like younger than me. And I feel like if I were ever go to a Jay Park concert, I feel so out of place. I'm like, I'm a mom of two, almost at my forties. And I'm like watching this like half naked guy, like wrap up there, you know? So Cheng P. <laughs> no, it's not champion. I'm sure there's like when I when you look into the crowd of some of these like concerts, like sometimes you'll see, you know, women of all ages, seriously. <laughs> I don't so when I went to Blackpink, I was sitting next to this mom who obviously came to the concert. She wasn't even Korean. It's like I don't they were not Korean, but she was sitting next to um her like 13-year-old teeny popper daughter, and her daughter was like waving the glow stick and she's all singing, so am I. And in between <laughs> us is this mother, and she's just not into it at all. And I feel bad because she's probably like my age or five years older, who knows? And I'm all like, ah, like screaming and <laughs> just in the middle, so uncomfortable. <laughs> I wish you had a daughter so that you can take your daughter, you know, to these, to these concerts with you. Me too. Instead, I took my pregnant friend. <laughs> so it was you and your pregnant friend that went. That's awesome. I'm so glad you have like a fellow, like girlfriend that you can take. She was so down to go. I know, but she, it's like, I took a pregnant friend to Blackpink. <laughs> it would be funny. It would be even funnier if you told me that you went there alone. Cause you're like that, oh. you're like into it, you know, that would be I so funny. I would never, funny. I'm not that secure in myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love you and your K-pop self. Did you, never watch change. The, did you watch the Blackpink documentary on Netflix? You know what? I, that came up as a suggested video and I did end up watching it. And um, it was really cool to see their journey, but it was also like there was a sadness in their in their stories because a lot of them were ripped apart from their family at yeah. such a young age because they had to train for many, many years yeah. um, at their dormitories at YG in Korea. And it was also really cool to see that this is not like a purely like Korean, Korean girl band, mm -hmm. but a girl group, but it's like the ones from Thailand. Is it Thailand? Thailand. Lisa's from Thailand. Yeah. And then another one's from Australia, like a Korean American. I'm not Korean Australian. Yeah. And another one was from somewhere else. New Zealand. New Zealand. And then yeah. She's the only one from Korea. You know, it's so interesting, Eunice. Um, I was just having this conversation with a friend over the weekend. We we're talking about the documentary and I was telling her how great it was because of course I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm a fan, but she was saying the same thing. She goes, I felt sad for the girls. Maybe it's because I have a daughter and maybe because we're getting older, but she goes, there was a bit of sadness when they were all talking about their trainee days and how difficult it was. And she said like, she just felt so much pain for them. I do think it's a part of us being older and being parents. I am a super fan of Rose. She was the one that really teared up in the documentary, but mm -hmm. even when she was in the studio trying to record and trying to like really let herself go and be free to just like sing because she's an amazing artist mm -hmm. I actually started like crying for her because I felt like I just felt for her and yeah. I was like oh my god I'm crying during a Blackpink documentary right now <laughs> no no I think one of them said that she felt sad because she didn't get to grow up with her sister and she misses yeah. her sister and then the other girl girl fellow girl 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 lady said um well you know you have me you know and she's yeah. like but you have me and then the girl's like yeah I have you you know with that you know 
of course but she, like in deep in her heart like I felt so sad for her because I felt like she really wanted to be with her sister or like with her parents and stuff and so I mean I think the beauty of that documentary is yes they're mega stars but look at the route they had to take to get there with a right? lot of sacrifice and they're like what barely like 13 14 year old girls and I can't I was I can't imagine at that age living apart from my family but that's what they did and they all came from different countries it's it's amazing but yes there's definitely like a I felt so sad for them when they were sharing about that. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm about to tear up again. <laughs> okay, don't tear up too fast because yeah. I was hoping that we can end this uh, uh, episode with a, with a high note. I'm going to ask you some fun rapid fire questions. And I just want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, because we're okay. talking about food. We're talking about K-pop and some dramas and stuff like that. So just tell me first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Yes. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Noguri or Shinlamyeon? Noguri. Jajangmyeon or Jangpong? Oh, Jajangmyeon. Ooh, Tteokbokki or Odeng? <laughs> Tteokbokki. Running Man or Infinity Challenge? Oh, this is hard because I like both of them. Running Man. G Dragon or Taeyang from Big Bang? Oh, definitely G Dragon. Maybe it's about the tat the tattoos. I don't know. <laughs> So that's all I have. Um, I just thought that was really fun to see what first came to your mind. Um, it'll be interesting, actually. We'd love to hear from our listeners to see, you know, which one you preferred and, um, you know, what sort of like um, Korean guilty pleasures that you enjoy, like after you put the kids to bed. Because I think it is important, Sharon, isn't it important um, to decompress and have a way to relax at the end of a long day? Oh, I agree. I think yeah. once those kids are in bed and it's you time, I think it's so important to do what you want to do to relax, whether that's a guilty pleasure or that's reading a book. But I think that time between when you put the kids to bed and you go to bed is so important. I look forward to it every single day. Yes. And we do need to relax and decompress and we need to spend time um, like me time, right? me time and our husband time. So I'm so glad that we have different opportunities. We had an opportunity to have this conversation to kind of share, you know, what we do. Yep. All right. And with that, I think it wraps up this week's episode. Please th thank you for listening to Ginger and Chinseng. We hope that through our conversations, you felt energized, entertained, and encouraged. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us five stars so that more people can hear about us. If you want to connect with us and our Gigi tribe, our Instagram and our Facebook is at Ginger and Chinseng podcast. Signing off. This is Sharon, your Ginger. And this is Eunice, your chin Until next time, fighting! Fighting! <laughs>